Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Well, hello, hello. I am coming to you today from beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia. Normally, I'm recording my podcasts in southern Georgian Bay, Ontario, but I'm on a trip to Halifax and I thought I would love to record a podcast here. Hope your day is going well. Today's topic is planning for high school. I was talking with a friend the other day about her upcoming homeschool year and the curriculum she was planning to use. You know, the things we homeschoolers talk about. One of her kids has reached high school age. She was stressed because she had a world geography course, but it wasn't in her budget this year to get the Canadian geography course. When I told her that her son could do the world geography this year and the Canadian one next year, it became clear to me that she didn't really have a plan of credits mapped out for his high school. She was focused that she needed a grade 9 Canadian geography, but didn't realize that as long as her son did a Canadian geography high school credit, it didn't matter whether it was done in grade 9 or grade 10. The world geography could count as an elective or as a later credit. So, it got me thinking, maybe there are many homeschoolers who don't know how to map out their high school homeschool credits. So, I thought I'd do an episode on it. Homeschooling high school is not really harder than the earlier grades, you know. It's more of an issue of confidence that we have a good plan and some good resources. Every province has its own required number of credits and requirements of what those credits are. In most cases, your homeschooler is likely not going to get their provincial high school diploma with your homeschool credits, but following the provincial guidelines for how to structure your students' courses has a few benefits. Number one, it gives you a good framework to know that you are meeting the credit requirements. It helps you to make a plan and to have confidence in what you're doing. Number two, if, for any reason, your student needs or decides to attend a public or private high school in the later grades, you will be on track and the transition is easier because you have followed the general framework that they're used to working with. In the case of my homeschool high school, I homeschooled my kids to the end of grade 11 and then in grade 12, they either did online courses with the school board, went to a public school, or went to a private school. Uh, so this way I had followed the credit system for Ontario and it made the transition with the guidance departments much easier. The reason I did that, and you don't have to, 
but I did it as a transition year for them getting used to a classroom situation and getting sort of out of the nest a little bit. And also it enabled them to get their proper um, high school diplomas to make their uh, transition into college and university easier. You may decide to do it that way. You may decide to do it differently. That's fine. But having those credits uh, and that framework really made it a better transition for us. And number three, it can help you to prepare a transcript for post-secondary school applications. Since I'm recording this episode in beautiful Nova Scotia, I'll use their guidelines as an example for you. So in Nova Scotia, there is a grades 10 to 12 high school system and the required number of credits for graduation is 18 credits. So uh, in Nova Scotia, you're required to have three English, three math, one Canadian history, one world geography, three science credits, three math, science, and technology credits, one fine arts, one physical education, and two electives. And there's also a requirement that five of the 18 credits must be at the grade 12 level. So what you do is you make a chart with each of the three years with six squares for the credits of each year. So once you've made your chart with all the squares representing credits, you would fill in the squares with the three English, the three math, the one Canadian history, etc., that are the required courses. And then after you're done putting in all the required courses, you would fill in the remaining squares with electives. Then you have a plan of what you're going to teach. In Ontario, where I live, students need 30 credits. So our high school goes from grade 9 to 12 in Ontario. So you would create a chart of four years with eight squares for the credits. They wouldn't need to necessarily take eight courses in grade 11 and 12. They could have what we would think of as a spare for those of us who went to school. Um, and so that would be your chart. In Ontario, just so you know, a credit is 110 hours of instruction and student work. So another thing you can do when you're creating a credit is you can keep track of their hours of study and instruction and create a credit. So for example, you could create a world religions elective credit out of say 40 hours of worldview camp, um, an apologetics conference, 15 hours, and then reading and writing papers from books on the subject and watching documentaries and taking a mission trip, all adding up to 110 hours. So in this case, it would be an elective. And what you would do is you would create a sheet outlining all of the topics and books used and documentaries watched and keep sample copies of the papers that they've written or projects that they've done. You can also take photographs of projects if the project is large or unruly for uh, storing. If your family took a trip to Ottawa and visited the Parliament buildings, you can add that time and education to your civics credit sheet. As I often like to say, you are doing more than you think you are in your home school. If your student is involved in a dramatic production, and takes piano lessons, all of those hours can go towards a credit in the arts. 
Some drama productions take more than 50 hours of instruction, rehearsal, and performance. You can add an art history unit or other curriculum to round it out. So for our homeschool, I've been creative in designing credits for our electives, and then I followed traditional curriculum for mandatory subjects like math and English. It's important that you keep some examples of your students' math work and also some English papers that they have written just so that whoever is evaluating them, either for post-secondary or for transfer into a school later, um, that they have some samples of their work because that's what they'll be most concerned with. Another thing to know is that many American courses use about 150 hours for a credit. If you are using American curriculum, you can omit some of the material if you want to bring it down to a Canadian credit hour requirements, especially if it is unnecessary review or repetition. An English course, for example, might have a long unit on grammar that is basically the same every year as a review. Grammar doesn't really change, and if your student is already grasping it, uh, you can remove some hours of grammar, which I think they'll appreciate as long as you're still meeting your 110 hours of uh, credit hours required for Ontario. You don't want to do a subject like math out of order in terms of the order you're completing those credits. And you do have to watch that you have the right number of senior level credits, as we talked about, uh, that at least five credits in the Nova Scotia uh, requirement need to be for the grade 12 level. But using the example of my friend's geography situation, she could put both geographies into her plan and then put a check mark beside them once they are completed. Another thought as you plan your high school depends on if your student has some idea of what they want to do for college or university or trades. Have a peek at some of the guidelines for admission that your post-secondary school has. This can happen even in grade 11. That way, your plan makes sure that your student has what he or she needs for the next step as well. If you're following your provincial guidelines, you will likely already be on track. One thing that happened with one of our children, they were attending a private university and uh, they, as a homeschooler, could be admitted if they wrote and successfully uh, scored on an SAT test. Uh, my student did not really wish to have all of her admission uh, being hinging on the writing of one test. And so for her, that's why we found it uh, really working for us to for her to take online courses so she was still homeschooled in grade 12 she took online courses with the board of education and that way she got her diploma and she was able to enter her uh, university and do very very well there um, without just the stress of having it all riding on an SAT test so there are different ways to go about it you have to do what's best for your family but um, Generally, just having those provincial guidelines helped her to have the credits she needed to be able to do that. So I will include some links in the show notes that will help you to make a plan for your homeschool high school. But meanwhile, here are the simple steps to take in order to make a plan. Number one, go on your province or territory's Ministry of Education website and find out the credit requirements for obtaining a high school diploma. 
Number two, create a chart with the years of high school and the number of credits needed in each year to make up the total number of credits. Number three, fill in the required courses such as math and English, art, physical education, Canadian history, etc. Number four, fill in your electives. Number five, create a credit sheet for each subject. As you prepare the courses and as the courses are being done, you'll want to include the table of contents of any textbooks that are being used, titles of books, documentaries, movies, field trips, etc. where applicable. And number six, finally, pat yourself on the back. You can do this. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!